When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, once again, it's the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show that will never end because I'm always going to press record. It's the three things. It's back. Me. And three things on my mind. And a lot of it might have to do with traveling, Chicago, and Star Wars Celebration. I'm finally back. This episode's being released a little bit later than normal for those that listen in release order. I'm sure there's some of you there, right? But some of you just probably go back months later. It's years later. I had someone on my, like, Four Center show, uh, you know, uh, over there with Joseph and Jennifer and I leave a comment like two years after an episode, just last week. All right. I appreciate that. Here we are. Got lots to talk about, but nothing to say. Ah, what a podcast to listen to, you say to yourself. I'm exhausted. That's what's going on right now. I'm absolutely exhausted, but in the best possible way. I am back from Chicago Star Wars Celebration 2019 was an amazing adventure. It ended up being a day and a half longer than I planned, which ended up being quite all right. As Qui-Gon Jinn says, your focus determines your reality. So you can either take bad things that happen to you and focus on that. Become anxiety-ridden and angry and bitter and upset and tweet airlines that you're upset at them. Or you can adjust, pull out a credit card because it's fake money and just make the most of it. That's what I did. So I had a lot of fun coming back Tuesday instead of Monday. Survived the snowstorm, which was, you know, in terms of snowstorm goes, I, I've been in bigger snowstorms up in the Lake Arrowhead, but it was impressive. It was windy and cold. Chicago is true to its name. And uh, wow, what a great city. I had a lot of fun in Chicago. My first time in Chicago proper. And well, that's going to be the first thing on my mind. Chicago and new cities. Yeah, new cities indeed. I have had the pleasure of doing a lot more traveling in the last four years of my life than I ever did before that, which is no problem. Family just didn't travel. Our trips, our vacations were a lot of, time, a lot of times in-state. Uh, trips up to Oregon and Washington uh, at, at most, right? I'm fine with that. I loved my childhood traveling. It was fun. Family vacations were always an interesting little adventure and journey. And uh, I, I don't regret that. But I, I, because of that, I just had this mindset to put upon myself that is, as I was on my own in my 20s and into my 30s, that, you know, the idea of taking a vacation and leaving and getting out of town wasn't something I was really aware I could do, if that makes any sense. And I'll never forget me and my friend Brian, the same Brian who 
uh, composed the song that I used at the, as the Knapsack Files theme song for a long time. And my pro wrestling entrance theme, the Majestic March of Tex Tunney, as I renamed it. And you get a different name for it. It wasn't originally intended just for that use. Um, I remember one time, we, 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 were, we were friends. He was a few years older than me. Still is, aren't you, Brian? Uh, and uh, I remember he just was like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You know, working on Saturday. Can you take it off? Yeah, I think you probably take it off. There, yeah, we can do that. Great, we're going to Vegas. <laughs> I just remember thinking, well, yeah, we we gotta. That's like two days from now. Like, I, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get a hotel. We gotta plan. How are we gonna get there? Like, we, he was like, nah, we'll just, I'll take care of it. We'll go to the Riviera. I uh, will. I'll drive. Yeah, we'll go to Vegas Friday. We'll leave. Come back Sunday. It was like my first. Like adult trip to Vegas. I'd been once in my high school years. And I, was like, I can't, I, this concept is weird to me. Weird that we could just go. I'm allowed to go. I'm allowed to travel. It's just Vegas. Small drive for us LA uh, folks. But it opened up my mind. But still, there is the realities of money. Finances do dominate. Time, if you're working. Full-time jobs or you got the families. It is a luxury. It is an absolute luxury to get to travel. I've still never traveled abroad. Uh, again, I just didn't have a passport growing up. Didn't do a lot of airplane flights. I didn't. F- my first plane ride came late in life. A lot of things for me late in life. Late bloomer I am, which is okay. You got time. Life is short, though. But yeah, you do have time. Don't don't put pressure on yourself if you're out there listening and you're younger. Maybe you're listening right now and you're in your early twenties and you. You got a day job and you're studying at school and maybe you're recording a podcast or a YouTube uh, video in, the, in your free time and, and you're living off credit cards and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, I can't, I don't get the sense to travel. And, and going to something like Star Wars Celebration in Chicago for five days, six if you get there early, that type of stuff. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money. Don't feel bad about that. Your time will come. Make a point to get on out. On a Saturday, head up a, head up the coast, head inland, go somewhere else. You got a car, you got the ability to go, eh, do that. If you don't, go go take a bus to the neighborhood over. Get out of your normal routine. It is a good thing. But I have been blessed because of uh, the change in job uh, jobs that I've gone through. First to Screen Junkies and Collider, now freelance, doing it on my own, but also... Working with things like the movie Trivia Schmodown and Mark Ellis of the comedy, I've just been very fortunate. And I'm going to underline that again. Very fortunate to, to get to, to travel here around the United States. And it's it's just, it's my favorite thing. I love hotel life. Mark Ellis and I talk about that a lot. Absolutely love hotel life. And I got to stay in two hotels. I said that two I just hit puberty there. Two hotels. Got to say two hotels in Chicago. It was supposed to be three, but we just decided I ain't moving. I ain't moving to, to the other hotel, which is a funny little story. But um, I loved it. I loved it. I felt like I lived in Chicago for six days, and I loved just exploring the cities. I talked about when I on a recent show, or maybe it was the afternoons uh, with Josh and Ken, going up to Seattle with Mark Ellis and Josh to do the comedy show up there and stopping by Emerald Comic Con. I always make sure I just want I want a moment to get on out, get on my feet, walk around and feel as though I've spent a moment or two in the city, not just rushing around doing work. The convention is hard work, fun work, uh, but there's some 20 hour days, you know, along the way that you're, you're walking the floor, you're grabbing a beer and a hot dog on the convention floor, but you know, you're working. 
no one's crying for us, and we're not crying for ourselves, but I think there was uh, one day, I think it was Friday, Joseph and I were, uh, Joseph Scrimshaw and I over in the Four Center podcast feed, we got up early to go to the episode nine panel, you have to get in through security, you know, we're up at 637, go over that, yeah, you do this, we had the Schmodown panel, we had the running around, uh, meeting uh, wonderful folks out there, thank you to everyone who took the time out of your busy con days to shake my hand or say something nice to me, that means the world. Um, and then we went to the Mark Ellis comedy show and then we did two shows and it was 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. We uh, pretty much had been up for almost 20 hours at that point. Very little sleep from the night before. And we weren't partying. We're not raging, you know, we're too old for that. Uh, but it's hard work. So we had a lot of those type of days, but I always want to build in a, a moment to go get into the city. Because the convention floor, the convention center, the McCormick Place uh, Center, a convention center was far, you know, 10, 20 minute cab ride sometimes away from our hotels. I feel I got to go across the city a few times and feel it. The Four Center live shows at the Alulu Brewery. Thanks, Paul, for that uh, venue. He owns that brewery, cones it. And that was uh, Southside. We got to go experience a different part of Chicago there, too. And, uh, you know, you had, to, you had to know what street you crossed, uh, which meant, you know, which baseball team you're rooting for. That was fun. So Chicago was in my, on my mind because I'd been to Rosemont a couple times to Wizard World Chicago, which is what they call it, uh, in the Rosemont uh, Center over there. And it was fun, but, uh, you know, I knew even then I wasn't Chicago proper. It's like if you'd come to the Burbank, if there was a Burbank Comic Con uh, I wouldn't say you got to experience downtown L.A. exactly. So I knew it was kind of like that. So I was really excited to go experience Chicago proper. And the weather changed. We had windy, gusty, cold, if see your breath days. And we had some sunny days, uh, still brisk. But uh, and then we had the snow flurry that came rushing in. And I got to say, it was kind of excited, exciting. I got to say, it was very exciting. I've been around snow before. Used to go up to Lake Arrowhead and Green Valley Lake here in the San Bernardino Mountains in Southern California. So I've been I've been in horrible snowstorms up there. Uh, family car trapped uh, up a hill trying to get up there. I've been around it there. I'm not one of those uh, so-called people who's like, yeah, I've never really been around snow. I've been around it, but this was fun to see it move in so subtle in those other situations. You know, it's like, oh, we're going up to the snow. Chains are on our car tires. We got to watch out for black ice, which we hit once as a kid. Um, you know, you knew it was coming. This time around, it was like the, the weather app was like, hey, is that is that a snow icon on the weather app tomorrow? Yeah, I guess so. Driving around with the cabbies. You know, yeah, uh, get some snow tomorrow. You know, we got the wind. And then it came in. I was starting to walk in. It's like the, the, the season seven of Game of Thrones and winter finally arrives. And it arrives pretty fast. Suddenly snow is falling down on Jamie Lannister, right? But it's like, eh, it's not too bad. Um, suddenly, poof. That's what it was. Walking into the convention center, it's like cold winds are rising. You're look, looking around, you feel, is that, what is that? What was that? Just feel that on my nose. What's on my ears? And by the time I get in, you're checking in, press, doing all that kind of stuff. And then we went in for the Mandalorian panel. You know, these panels, you're waiting about an hour and a half. Uh, the panel itself is an hour. And it came out, and it was like walking in a winter wonderland. It was awesome. I went out to take a, uh, a, get a little bathroom break, and I just saw, I saw snow blowing around, like just swirling. And I took the pictures, and I thought it was fun. And then I ended up canceling all of our flights, and that was a different adventure. 
But Chicago, you were on my mind because Chicago, you were great. I love New York City. I just loved my uh, time in Seattle. In fact, it's so weird. I think it's really hard to find a city. Something bad has to happen to, to you, or at least to me, for, for me to not like one of these big cities that we head to for these events. And we're so blessed to head there uh, for these Schmodown events and all that kind of stuff. I, I love Chicago. Now, I don't want to rank anything. I think I love the energy of New York. A little easier to get around once you're there and not rely so much on cabs. And, and there's a weird mind trick that, that happens when you go to New York. You just start walking. You just start walking everywhere. Oh, we can, we can make that. 45 minutes, you're almost there. Uh, Chicago, not so much that. But I, I did get to walk around. I did get to walk around, and uh, it was, uh, you know, I'm right in the downtown area by the river, north of the river, staying at this place called the Gwen uh, Luxury Collection Hotel. I did not choose that, but uh, it chose me the way it was. A lot of fun, and I, I made, made, made sure I had that moment to be on my feet, to walk around, go get a cup of coffee, and take a stroll. And it was cold. Oh, yeah, you turn that corner, and the wind hits you right in the face, and you realize, yep, this is why they call it the Windy City. But I had that moment, and I also got to go. Uh, uh, my, one of my good friends, Chris, lives in town there, and his wife just moved there not too long ago. One of my best friends, going back uh, to the junior high days, and he, he he took me out to dinner. And it was the snowstorm day, right? But it, it wasn't a storm by this point. It was just a lot of snow and some some wind. And I I was like getting ready to go downstairs and catch the cab to go meet uh, him at the at the place that we were eating. And uh, I said, I looked at the map and I said, I'm gonna walk. We're gonna do this. I made this decision, might not have been the best, but I walk about six long blocks in the windy, snowy Chicago uh, weather and loved it. Felt I got to experience it. Felt I got to experience it. And I'll, I'll get into this discussion as I, as I wrap up. The first thing on my mind, Chicago. I'll talk a little bit of the, about the pizza. Chicago deep dish pizza versus New York pizza seems to be coming up a lot. And people have opinions, strong opinions. And I think these opinions go deep into their childhoods. You know, it's like arguing Star Wars. Do you love The Last Jedi? Do you hate The Last Jedi? I don't know if it's in your soul. Either way, I don't know if you're going to be convinced. And I don't have the energy to try to convince you. I love it. You don't. Say la vie. Chicago deep dish versus New York pizza. I, hear, I have my answer. I have my answer of which one I like best. The answer is push. And kind of neither. I prefer Chicago thin crust style. That's what I actually prefer. And I think it's underrated. And I think we need to start putting a spotlight on that. Deep dish is good. Went to a place called Gino's Wednesday night with uh, Joseph Scrimshaw, Mark Ellis, and Chris Galiski, the Schmodown question writer, lead question writer. And I had, so we had some good deep dish. Two slices. I should have had a half. Also had a rum and coke, and half. Joseph Scrimshaw literally looks over and is like, "Are you okay?" I was like starting to fall asleep. It's too much. It's good. Lasagna served in pizza form. Too much. As far as New York pizza, I like it. No one seems to hear that when I say that. Oh, I like it. But do you like posters with cheese and meat on it? Served you dripping with grease so it can barely fit into your hand and mouth and you got to fold it up 17 ways and you're usually eating it standing up on a cold sidewalk or in a squished little uh, tiny restaurant. Do you like that? It's not what I prefer. 
I I like New York pizza. I'm not I'm not trying to be counter uh, one of those stick in the mud flag on this hill. I'm gonna die on your your New York pizza sucks. That ain't me. I like it, but there's a lot that goes into having New York pizza every time that I don't like around it. I know there's some sit-down restaurants, and I've had that. And Josh McCuga very drunkenly grabbed another piece, of, uh, a, a certain kind of pizza when we were in New York in January. It was almost like a deep dish. It was like a deep dish New York-style pizza. So maybe, we, maybe we're all fighting the wrong battles. Maybe it's Chicago thin style versus New York deep crust or thick crust or whatever you want to call it. I think that's the real battle. Chicago-style deep dish is good. I had some again Tuesday night, Monday night, whatever night. That's why I'm grabbing my my uh, fat body right now. I ate too much, right? Which is part of the fun of when you're traveling. Um, I'm not feeling too guilty about it. But you know what I mean? Like, I uh, I went in, I went forward, and I again, it was it was it was good. But I would have rather had the Chicago thin crust. I did run into someone. I wish I remembered his name. I don't want to go too long into this debate about this because I'm debating with myself here. Uh, I, I ran into someone at the Schmodown event, Chicago native, and he just pulled me aside. And I forget what, maybe I said something about this. And he pulled me aside and said, hey, don't let them fool you. The Chicago thin crust is really good. It's underrated. Deep dish, we don't really do that when we're here in Chicago. That's kind of a touristy thing. The Chicago thin crust is where it's at. And you know what? That's my answer. Chicago style, New York style, Chicago thin crust. And that's my final answer, my final thought on that. Second thing on my mind is celebration, community. Yeah, it's about Star Wars. But, you know, I do a lot of talking about Star Wars on Force Center. So I'm not going to go full into it. I go to a lot of conventions. I like conventions. Some people that don't like conventions. If you get to experience them like I do, if you're fortunate enough to get to experience them like I do, I think you'd love them too. Uh, we get a lot of access. We get a lot, lot to do there. It's work, but it's fun. It's not just attending uh, other people's panels or walking the floor. That's part of it. I do stop and catch some of that stuff. I love walking the floor. Really love walking the floor at Star Wars Celebration. I love I love conventions. I love being around, uh, around nerds. I used to love going to baseball card shows as a kid, and those are fun too, and it's the same kind of concept. It's that community. It's what I hope to try to create or hope we are creating uh, at the Knapsack Files, uh, uh, Cat Knapsack Patreon page and the Discord server. Uh, it, it's not just, yay, support what I do. It's like, get, get, get in here and let's let's make a community of like-minded people that can be there, support each other. It's no secret it's been a tough time to be a Star Wars fan in some ways. Um, I think, um, as Qui-Gon Jinn uh, says, uh, you know, let's really put that quote out that your focus determines reality. I want that to be the theme for today's episode. Um, you can uh, you can get caught up in a lot of the Star Wars stuff. The negativity, uh, the crazy alt-writers uh, running YouTube channels of Star Wars fans, the aggressive ones, all the, the ones who just plain misunderstand and then good tweet about that and, and the trolls and the straight out trolls I've been some some like zero follower uh account has been going at me the last couple of days um about the the divide of the last general and i just ignore it it's it, even if it's not a bot it's just not worth the time you can let that get you all down and that's understandable it will it's it's out there to pull you down but uh, i really i've really focused on just getting in the lane of positivity and as a star wars fan 
and letting it wash over. I'm not even tired of Star Wars. I just I just spent six days in Chicago for a convention that was nothing but Star Wars. And and when you're not attending the panels or covering the panels or walking around the floor, you're talking about Star Wars. And I'm not tired about it. I'm not tired of it at all. Loved it. But what I love more and what Star Wars Celebration really does highlight is this sense of community that can form up around the things we love. And I think that's important. I think that's really important and should not be overlooked. It definitely should not be belittled. You still got people making fun of the Star Wars fans like 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 like, like I was made fun of and, and occasionally bullied in, in the in the eighties. This concept of nerd. It's changed. Oh, there was a time when it was a real thing to be a nerd. And at times it still is. The nerd's a generic term we, we, we give to maybe someone who is really passionate about something or socially awkward, doesn't know their way around a conversation, doesn't uh, dress like the latest uh, Instagram influencers and models. And, and, and you, you know what I mean when I say, yeah, it looks like a little nerd over there, right? But that definition used to be a sling and an arrow that we'd throw at other human beings. Now it can be a badge of honor, and I think it should be treated as such, and I'm happy to be part of that. Um, everything I loved as a child is in play now. It's weird. It's interesting to have a career based uh, in a large part on my love and knowledge and understanding and uh, feelings towards Star Wars. That's really weird, but it's a blessing. And I walk around Star Wars Celebration, and I was just moved by it at times. Absolutely moved by it. The trailer for Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, dropped Friday at the panel, and it was everyone was a buzz, and and it was exciting. Uh, I had a lot of fun being at that panel. Blessed to be there. Hashtag blessed. Uh, sorry, Josh. Um, but it was the next day, Saturday. I mentioned this on the Collider Jedi Council panel. I mentioned it again on Force Center, but I want to mention it here. This is even for the non-Star Wars fans. Just for you to understand what it what these events feel like and why they're important. Um, again, no secret. It can be exhausting at times to be a fan, specifically of Star Wars. Specifically, if you got your sleeves rolled up and you're into the content creation side of things, it, it could be it could be a bit much, and it can be tough, and it can be negative, and it can be a battle at times. And everyone's got a theory and an opinion, and even when they mean well, that can be exhausting. Uh, sometimes I just want to say, don't worry about it. Don't worry about who Ray is. We'll find out in December. Just enjoy what's coming. Enjoy this ride. And that's actually going to be a little bit of my theme and, and perhaps our theme uh, for Force Center going forward is, yeah, we're going to have some fun speculating like we always do, but let's just enjoy this ride. The last ride of the saga films. Um, Saturday at the convention, wandering around. Me and Joseph run around doing a little bit of shopping, saying hi to some folks. Again, thank you for taking time out of your day to, to shake our hands. It means a lot. And we stopped by the Star Wars show stage. They did live broadcast all throughout the convention. The Star Wars show crew, great crew. Scott Brownlee, one of the producers, a really good guy. Uh, took a moment to say hi to, to me. And we get Andy and Anthony Carboni, uh, who hosts the show, and Andy Gutierrez. Um, Matt Martin works on the show a lot, and a real swell guy, too. Uh, got to spend a few moments with him uh, this weekend, too. Um, but I was walking around the back of the set, and they, they had a guest on stage, and then they go to break. And, yeah, there's, we'll say conservatively, a hundred or so people just watching. It wasn't a big superstar guest. It was just a behind-the-scenes person or something like that, right? And because the show went to break, and they're live-streaming to the StarWars.com and the YouTube channel, you know, they kind of go to break in the convention hall and they 
Start to play the episode nine teaser trailer. You hear the breathing, you see Ray. And I took a picture of it because suddenly, out of nowhere, that floor that at the time was mostly empty, because we were actually behind the stage, and the picture I have is, is from that point of view. Um, out of nowhere, the floor is full. Not as full as it was on Friday when it debuted. No, no, no. But it was full. And everyone just stopped what they were doing who was in that area. They could see it. They could hear it. And they milled, milled about. And they moved closer. And they're experiencing it. Probably none of them for the first time. I highly doubt. Maybe one or two people for the first time. We'd, we've all seen this trailer. It's Saturday. Trailer dropped on Friday. You know, the views were 11 million, 15 million, 22 million. And everyone started experiencing the trailer with the purest of joy and nothing but celebration. And they're cheering. And when Lando Calrissian, 82-year-old Billy Williams, is up there going, ha, ha, and he's laughing again, and he's in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, a cheer went up. They cheered for our heroes. They cheered for the moments. And this teaser trailer is, what, barely two minutes, if it is? And then the, the return of the Emperor. Luke Skywalker saying, no one is really ever God. And then the laugh of Palpatine. (laughs) And the crowd roars. Tears were streaming down my face. Tears. Not watery-eyed, oh, I think I ate an onion. Tears streaming down my face. Because I just looked around and I saw everyone there and there was no speculation. There was no, what does this mean? What does the title mean? How is Palpatine coming back? Oh, that's stupid. Oh, that's great. There's none of that. It was just hundreds upon hundreds of fans at an event for Star Wars with their love of Star Wars on their sleeves, still taking even more time to stop and find an impromptu community right then and there. Smiles on everyone's face. And I look around, the world is tough. The world's a mess. And it always has been and it always will be up until the very end, wherever that may come. So I do not think this is trivial stuff. I do not think this is small and should be belittled. Whether it's Star Wars or any other fandom or any other thing you love, any other group of people, any other family, any other movement. As long as it's not hurting anybody, as long as the goal is not to destroy, let your passions run high, loud, proud, Tears streamed down my face, not just because it was Star Wars, but because you could feel the energy of pure joy, palpable. I'm not a hippy-dippy guy, pretty practical. I don't go around sensing the vibrations of the world, uh, but I couldn't deny right then and there. You could feel it. It moves me. Spent six days in Chicago exploring the city and having fun and celebrating Star Wars as part of my job and my existence. And that was the highlight. No panel, no reveal, no news drops, no what are they going to do with Dan and Dave's movie? Is Ryan still working on something? Is that IG-88 or not in The Mandalorian? It's not, by the way. All those things were gone. All that didn't matter. All that mattered is we, all types of people, All types of ages, all types of shapes and sizes and beliefs 
all of us were connected as one. That's pretty powerful. That was pretty awesome. And it made it all worthwhile. It made it all worthwhile. And I finally got to head home. Which is, well, the number one thing on my mind. Getting home. Travel. You got to travel. You got to get somewhere if you're going to go do this capital T travel thing in your life. Uh, there was mass delays. Mass delays. And if you're a fan of a lot of the things I do and a lot of the people I do it with, you saw that the, there was a particular airline that uh, didn't treat us too well and it was a disaster. And you know what? I want to be honest. It was. It absolutely was. But I, I will say I am not, uh, I'm not one of those who wants to waste the energy, wants to waste my soul and my emotions to just get so worked up and angry about things that happen to you. Again, let's bring it in. Bring it in. Our quote for the day from Qui-Gon Jinn, your focus determines your reality. What that means is what are you going to do with a situation presented in front of you? Yeah. Not only was my flight canceled in a very, well, lazy, unofficial, offhanded way, I checked in and, oh, look at that. I have no flight to check into. And I have no other flight yet uh, to get to. How am I going to get home? I had to cancel a podcast recording. Life goes on. This episode delayed. Life goes on. Had to land later, day and a half later than planned, and pretty much run straight into a two-hour recording session for Four Center. Life goes on. And a lot of friends of mine, Had to take different flights to different cities with horrible layovers. Some were stuck on planes for uh, very, very long. Uh, And maybe there will be some things that need to be uh, dealt with and some payments made. I'm not one to fight that idea. Uh, You can be treated badly. You can. You can be treated badly. But I am one who takes a deep breath and looks around and says, if this is the price I have to pay, and for me it was paying for an airline ticket on my own, out of pocket, with a credit card, that's fake money to me. (laughs) I don't have it. But I had to do it so I could get home. Because by the time I finally got a flight, I was going to be flying out on Wednesday. I was supposed to leave on Monday. My backup flight was Wednesday with a very long layover in Omaha, Nebraska, a city I would have uh, maybe had a chance to explore. I would have never left the airport. But that wasn't ideal. It wasn't good. I had the opportunity to uh, get myself out of town, and I did it. And then on the final day, on the final day, I had a bonus day. I was supposed to leave. Watch the Phantom Menace panel from my hotel room on CouchCon in the comfort of my own bed, right? In my hotel bed. And that was fun. Then I went back to the floor, grabbed some friends and went back there. And what happened when I went back? My heart and mind opened to the experience of, well, we're here. If we're going to be stuck in town, we might as well have more Star Wars to celebrate. I got inducted into the 501st Belgian Garrison. Uh, a fan of Jedi Council, a guy named Chris, who I had met two years ago at Orlando, and he, he and his crew, uh, they built a Delta Seven Jedi Starfighter, life-size scale. Uh, they let Mark Ellis and I cut in line and take pictures, and we felt like rock stars. Well, this time they built uh, Millennium Falcon sets, 
the one for like the Han Solo owned Falcon and one on the other side was the Lando Falcon. And then they built the uh, new track speeder for episode nine in secrecy. They didn't even really know what it was. They just had to build this thing. It was on display uh, near the Star Wars show set. And that was the 501st from uh, uh, Belgium that did it. And we ran into him and he was like, oh my gosh, you guys finally showed up. I, oh, I see you. And not only did we get to get the VIP experience of cutting the line, and I do feel bad for the people in line waiting, though I think one of them was a Collider fan, so he pumped his fist and understood and got a photo opportunity later. I think he was okay. Uh, we get to play around on the set of the Millennium Falcon and both of sides of them, take photos, be a nerd, and then they brought out plaques that they had made for us. And they inducted me, Mark Riley, and uh, Christian and Fernandez into the, the made them made us honorary members of the 501st, which, you know, means nothing. And uh, there's no currency to that. I can't uh, use that to get into clubs or secret areas. But inside the Star Wars community, it means a lot. It means a lot. In fact, there were some other members of 501st Garrisons elsewhere. It's worldwide. And there's different chapters. And they do a lot of charity work. And it's not just, you know, they're known for building you know, life-like replicas of uh, the Stormtrooper armors or Darth Vader or all the characters in Star Wars has expanded over the years, uh, sprung up in the 90s. So powerful that it ended up in Star Wars. Vader's Fist, the 501st Clone uh, Trooper Battalion, as seen in Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars and all that stuff. That, that was, that it, it, this is it. It was so powerful that George added it to Star Wars. Uh, and I wouldn't think it'd mean a lot to me. But other members saw what was happening. Uh, again, the, the 501st uh, Belgian garrison uh, started handing us these plaques and taking pictures, and some other people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this happening? This is, we've, everyone, pay attention. We got we to gotta get pictures for the 501st website. We've got to do this. And it became like a little mini ceremony. And again, I was, I was moved, humbled, because all I do is talk about Star Wars and the microphones. And now I've written a book about it. That's all I've done. But it touches people. It reaches people. And I have to accept that. And part of the lessons that we all have to live, learn in life is to accept the good things that are given to you. Accept what you are. Accept what you mean. It's not just about Star Wars and being a, a somewhat occasionally known podcaster. I'm talking about you right now listening. There's something that you do in your life that helps others. There's something that you have done that has helped someone. There's a great value that you have for someone else or some group of people to your life. And sometimes we don't want to accept that. Sometimes we don't want to just simply say, you're welcome. And I'm glad I can, I can help you. And I'm glad something I do means something to other people. Even if it's just a door you held open for a stranger, if they say, thank you, I like saying you're welcome because, uh, you know, or even no problem. I, I don't care. No problem. You're welcome. Hey, I don't care what you say. Acknowledge it. It's all I'm saying. I think we all have to accept that. And, and in this moment, it was fun to just accept it, to look around and see people I, I didn't know wearing 501st shirts from different garrisons saying this means something simply because these folks who talk about Star Wars, and I don't even think, and quite, I don't think they knew, they weren't like, oh, the people from Collider are being, they just were like, oh, some people are being inducted, honorary members into the 501st. That means they mean something to someone. So now they mean something to us. I found it to be pretty powerful. And... I even met some more fans after that. I, I, I met uh, uh, someone from uh, Random House Publishing who was a fan of the Schmodown and, and, and got connected with him. And, and, and none of that, none of that would have happened if, uh, 
my flight hadn't been delayed and I hadn't embraced it, embraced it for what it was and say, all right, we are here. The worst problem in my life is I've been delayed and get to spend one more day in Star Wars land. And that's what we did. And I feel as though it was a powerful lesson this weekend of not just, hey, Star Wars cool, but when you uh, connect with other people and open up your heart and just let joy wash over you. It doesn't erase bad things. Some of you are struggling. Some of you are struggling financially, health-wise. I can't change that. None of this can change that. But your focus determines your reality. And I can get bitter and grumpy like every, oh, man, can I do that? I can absolutely do that. (laughs) But I think perhaps inspired by what I felt on Saturday, I just felt we're here. Let's go back to the floor and have some fun. And I, I think that allowed me. That allowed me to have a great experience and, and, and share that with people around me. So to Chris from the 501st, Belgian Garrison, and everyone in the 501st, a great honor. Probably talk more about it uh, on Spotlight Star Wars this Sunday, maybe maybe without the tears. Um, uh, but I was moved by it, and uh, it was a valuable, valuable lesson for myself that I hope I can continue to remember every day. And you do have to remember every day. We are almost out of here, but I want to take a quick little break. And on the other side of that break, I want to shift gears a little bit here in this episode of The Three Things. Uh, talk about a little housekeeping and just wrap up in general. So stick around right here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. here on the three things special edition following san diego comic-con i got some great interviews lined up um uh, jen murrow uh, we get uh, the ladies behind i speak la and janine the machine janine bryce coming in studio for the napsack files with some interviews lined up actually in the can already uh excited for you to all hear that this week was supposed to be napsack files live we'll do that again soon if you're a patreon supporter in the TNF boardroom, uh, you get access to the show and the live broadcast on YouTube. You can interact. I can take calls. It's kind of silly, kind of fun. Uh, that was supposed to be this week, but uh, my schedule got a little, uh, a little messed up, that Star Wars Celebration thing. Not just the extra day. I've, I, I kind of forgot when I was making up my monthly schedule at the beginning of April that I was traveling to Chicago. I got a trip uh, at a couple weeks to Las Vegas. Traveling, traveling, traveling. I wouldn't change. I love it. I love it. But it does uh, make uh, podcasting uh, a, a challenge, a fun challenge. So look for that soon. TNF Live. It's been a lot of fun uh, trying to expand the community we're building over be, uh, uh, behind that uh, that Patreon thing. It is um, 
something I really believe in. In fact, Patreon is switching to more of a subscription-based service. Uh, so subscribe to Ken is the way we're looking at it. But I take it seriously. If you are a newer listener or an older listener and, and don't want to uh, go the Patreon route, uh, you never have to. You do not have to. I say you want to promote what I do. You're listening, number one. That's that's promotion. Uh, and two, just hey, spread the word. Tell a friend. It means a lot. It means a lot. But uh, for those that uh, do want to uh, take that step, either for a short time or for an indefinite period of time, we are really constantly looking at new ways. And I say we because the members of the Knapsack Files boardroom are very important to me. And, and uh, every week we gather, um, every month, not every week, excuse me, uh, every month we we gather around and uh, have a little business meeting. And uh, ideas have been formed. And uh, I've changed uh, thoughts uh, on what I was going to do for the Patreon page. It really is something that means a lot to me, a lot of fun. So that's... That's a uh, lot of stuff going on there. Uh, you just go to patreon.com slash Ken Knapsack. It used to be The Knapsack Files, but now there's other things going on, and, and I think that's uh, uh, that's there. I got to get to some of it this month. Woo, we got the personal motivations coming. For those uh, at, uh, at the $25 tier and higher, we got the personal motivation videos coming, and uh, I got the questions ready. I got the questions ready. I just got to roll up my sleeves and press publish on that post gonna do it here uh very very soon so we're almost done here like i said just uh, that was the main show i want to take a little break and uh, talk about a little bookkeeping and i want to say thank you to those people in the uh knapsack files uh executive producer tier that includes dj snacks david ham uh, ham ham uh ham ham he's a ham that david dj snacks is how we know him. uh and he's doing the collider after show you can check that out on youtube talk about all things collider uh thomas rizzling sir thomas it's all he's called off and around these parts contributes uh, to casterly talk uh my game of thrones podcast uh, we have episodes coming soon don't you worry uh lethal logan x matthew summon Bador. she's my uh she's my coach not just on fortnite because i don't really play fortnite as much right now just on twitch in general she's a great twitch guide for me she gets me through all that matthew maroney matthew thompson and then the brothers butter uh tamor and abdul love those guys uh they're out in new york uh making things happen and they are our cool cats done along nathan ovendiel and recent addition zach anderson had a chance to meet zach uh, uh a few months ago uh, in la for the movie trivia schmodown award show and then again uh spend a, a brief moment with him and kyle harlow another patron supporter in uh chicago Ooh, I was exhausted that night, but I wanted to make sure I stuck around to say hi to them and have a have a conversation and, and clink some glasses, and that we did. Uh, Zach, uh, thank you so much for that. So we're almost out of here. I want to talk about the book. The book, Why We Love Star Wars, is almost out. Inside a month. We are inside one month to the release of this book, and I cannot be more nervous and excited at the same time. Uh, why we love Star Wars, the great moments to build the galaxy far, far away. It is my view, a, a fan's view at Star Wars, and go through 100 moments, uh, what I feel are, are some of the 100 greatest moments in Star Wars. And yeah, there's going to be some not on the list, and you're going to read it and go, wait, what? What about this moment? There's a reason I chose every moment, and there's some reasons I left some of the moments off. Um, that'll explain in time, but I want you all to read the book. Uh, you can pre-order it now. Uh, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, other spots. Amazon's kind of the best spot, but choose uh, choose your poison, so to speak. I'm also excited about getting into bookstores, and if you have a local bookstore, 
that orders new books and all that kind of stuff, and you haven't pre-ordered the book yet, uh, and you want to stroll down to your bookstore and say, hey, here's this book coming out. I'd like I'd like to get a copy. That actually helps a lot, too, because then they'll order a box and put it in their store, and then uh, maybe a stranger. Someone who doesn't know who I am will buy the book. That's part of the goal, too. Uh, I'm not done uh, talking about the book. I hope you're not sick about me talking about the book, but I'm, I put a lot of work into it. I'm very proud, and after this weekend... I'm nervous. I'm nervous for people to read anything. Uh, as always, there's, gonna, there's already things I've looked at and go, oh, I wish I could have changed that and how I do that. Uh, you know, I'm not worried about that. So that, we'll figure that out another time. Uh, another draft, another version. Um, you're not, you're, it's like now I understand George Lucas more than anything. Like, oh, I'm going to do some more special editions. It's because you're always going to look at it and go, I wish I could have done something a little bit different there. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be talking about it, promoting about it. I really want the world uh, to, to read it, the Star Wars world, especially after this past weekend, just feeling the love and, and, and all of you, seriously, all of you. Uh, I think Knapsack Files, um, it's my oldest uh, content creation thing. Uh, I've been around since 2013, but I think right now it's, oddly enough, the least listened of all the things I do. Uh, Casterly Talk, Afternoons, Force Center. Uh, inside Schmodown, all that kind of stuff, all the stuff I do, Schmodown, all, uh, all that gets a little more ears, a little more eyes, understandably. But this is where it all started. This this will always be what I come back to. And I I uh, I love uh, having you all around. And, and when you take that moment, and I really do mean you take a moment, you're, you're there. You're spending good money to go to these cons and to, to go to panels and buy merch and have fun with your friends and meet new friends. And when you see me just strolling along trying to see if I can get another hot dog and, and you stop to say hi to me, I, that means a lot. It doesn't get old, not just from a pumped up, I'm wearing a cape feeling like Superman feeling, but when we have those connections and you tell, uh, tell me what my silly little words uh, mean to you, I love it. I love it in a way I can't fully explain. So to every person who took that time to say hi to me this week uh, at Star Wars Celebration, uh, God bless you. I love having you around, and we'll do more soon. So that is it. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Ken Napsuck. That's Instagram where, you know, I'm trying to do more stories. I'm trying to be hip, and I actually do like it. We'll get there. Uh, you can do that. Uh, also, you can go to my new and improved website, KenNapsuck.com is now new. I changed it. I added some things, uh, and I'm going to keep adding some things, and the, and the charity spotlight is back on there, too. And we're going to start doing more focus on that again about the charity spotlight. i got to make some updates on there. If you are a listener, and particularly if you're over on Patreon, you can reach out. And if you've got a charity that's close to your heart, I want to know about it. I want to hear about it. And I'll put it on the page and spread the word. And I love doing that. And we're going to do more of that, not just in 2019, but going forward. Uh, so you can find all that and uh, how to directly order my book. It is on KenNapsock.com. New and improved. All right. That is it for this week. It really is. It's been fun. I love celebrating things. That was the three things here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed.